All right, welcome back to the To Be Better podcast. We are the Chris's. Uh, we do question and answers, emails, and sometimes we simply talk shit. But first, a disclaimer. We are not professionals. No. <laughs> Everything we that we speak on is opinions derived from experiences and outside knowledge we've gotten from other resources. Mm-hmm. If you get any value or something we said resonates with you, share this. Yes, that's how we grow. <laughs> and if you're not subscribed, why not? Yeah, that's a good question. If you're not subscribed, you're going to miss out on this whole experience. That's the Chris's. That is the Chris's. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave a comment. Your comments are actually super dope to read. Knowing how that we've impacted you or your relationship, it just helps us continue to do what we're doing, and it shows that what we say works sometimes. And to submit a question or just to email us and say how we've helped or maybe constructive criticism, email us at tobebetterco at gmail.com. The number two. The number two. Emails will be read anonymously on this podcast, unless specified otherwise by the sender. So if you don't want us to put your story out there, tell us that. Correct. If you're going to send emails, please be as detailed as possible. If you give us a one-sided email about how your partner is the problem, that is all we will address. You will get a one-sided reply. Yes. Nobody is perfect. Take accountability. Everybody can grow. Preach. And we are giving unbiased, honest opinions. We are not yes-men. So if you submit something to us, be prepared for an answer that you might not like getting. But we are going to give you a very honest outside perspective. Is that the full disclaimer? Yeah. Now to the episode. All right, guys, welcome back. We are um, doing, I guess, another bonus cast. Yeah. Um, you guys have asked for her Better Woman video, and we've done the, the Be a Gentleman video. So mm-hmm. we're going to run with this and then... I don't know. We may record extra today. I don't know. We have to record the podcast tomorrow, but I would like to say that I I am really looking forward to getting those tables in on Friday. I am so over this setup. Like it's functional and it works, but like I have all that podcast stuff sitting down there ready to go for a third setup. So we have a third thing. Um, The capture card is here. I'm not going to bother putting that in the computer until I have everything broken down so Mm -hmm. that I'm not breaking it down, putting it together, breaking it down, putting it together. But we'll be able to do like reaction videos. We'll be able to live stream. We'll be able to have... Zoom calls with other people and live stream. We'll have guests. Like, I'm looking forward to it. Me and, too. And I also got to say, I got to be honest, like the less time that we spend on TikTok, the more I hate it. So like every day I get on there and I check our stuff and I see what's going on in there and I see what we've been tagged in. And like, mm-hmm. I, I just genuinely dislike the content that it's is just, showing up on my FYP. It's a cesspool of negative people. Right. But I, I was not getting that before. I was getting content that I enjoyed on my FYP. And now when mm-hmm. I scroll TikTok, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Why am I doing this? Right. Um, <clears throat> and it's because of what they're curating in my feed right now. Um, I like some of the motivational stuff that I see. And there are people that I follow that do show up in my feed, probably because I interact with their stuff a lot. But like, you know, we get tagged and, oh, well, what do you think of this? And what do you think of that? And though that gives us content and things to talk about, it's not, um, I don't feel like it's, nourishing me in any way you know i used to actually get something from tiktok i used to feel like i was doing something now i feel like perform monkey perform yeah that's how i'm starting to feel about it and then you know people shitting on us it just i don't know i um i i genuinely enjoy helping people i prefer the getting emails so that you and i can have a discussion because trying to articulate something uh in three minutes or less on tiktok leaves out a whole lot of things that other people get to come into the comments and argue about Mm -hmm. where when we have a discussion we can discuss those things and then there's nothing for anyone to argue about. They can either agree or disagree, but there's not an argument to be had. So I don't know. That's my thought of the day. Yeah. 
So just getting into the list, I guess. Yeah, we can do that. Um, you know, I have my book list over here still too. I don't know if I'm going to actually use that video or not. So okay. I, I maybe maybe I should just take a picture of it and post it on Instagram and tell people to go look at it there. That way we don't have to talk about it. I can just. I mean, that'd be a yeah good way to just put it out there. I mean, there's really nothing to discuss about the books. It's just right. Oh, um, before we get started, we we have created a um, a tip jar online so that you guys can support us. Because as much as we would like you to share our podcast and give it to people that you think is going to benefit, mm-hmm. having you be able to support us financially a little bit by giving us tips could help buy new equipment, could help you know help us get guests on or whatever the case may be. We're not asking for it, but if you would like to do so, there is a link in the on YouTube and in our bios on TikTok on how to get to that. So and the reason we've set that up is because we actually had a lot of people right, reach out it. and say like, "Hey, I wish I could." you know, help you guys or fund you guys and all that kind of stuff. I even received an email this morning where a woman was like, I really feel like I need to be paying for your time because right. you've gone back and forth with me and over multiple emails. Well, and that's that's another thing. We were originally going to do Patreon mm-hmm. and we were going to set it up so that there was uh, recurring charges monthly. monthly, right? And it was going to be live coaching so that we can help people that have ongoing issues mm-hmm. and it was going to be a subscription base. And now because you want to tattoo and we're focusing on getting you back into the tattoo industry, um, that is going to go to the wayside and we are going to do individual sessions. Um, I think we're looking at $50 for a 30 minute phone call with the two of us. And then, um, if that's something you guys want to do, you can just email us and we can set that up and do it that route. But, mm-hmm. um, it will have to be on zoom or other like discord maybe or something. I don't know how we're going to figure out the like app that we use, but I think that's a fair price. So. I agree. Yeah. All right, let's do your little list or your long list. Would you say it's like 13 or 14 points? Um, It's up to 16 now because I thought of some more while you were in the restroom. So this was the woman's version of the gentleman thing, right? Like what you do to be a better woman. I don't don't remember what the question was that they gave us. This is just stuff I do that I take in consideration. Like some people might think that it makes me a, a better wife or things that they can implement to be a better wife. But this is just things I do to make our lives easy, I guess. Okay. So one of the first things is we don't really have arguments. No. You know, we have discussions and I listen to what you say. And I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm starting to get really good at catching myself in moments where I'm reacting instead of comprehending. And in those moments, I ask you, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Elaborate. Due to experiences from my past, a certain way you phrase something or the tone you use on something could trigger me. And I know you hate that terminology. I, I really do, but I understand what you're saying. So in those moments, I have to catch myself and be like, okay, just because an asshole in my past said this doesn't mean that he has the same definition when he's saying it. Right. So I feel like that, that's a very key thing when having discussions is asking for an elaboration. And if you need to say like, hey, you know, like this is starting to bother me. I don't know why what you're saying is bothering me. Can you just kind of explain it a little bit better so I can understand? Right. I think that's a big deal. I think sometimes it's not even a matter of, of saying that. Sometimes I think it's a matter of um, if you're being bothered by something I said, instead of just being like, um, hey, you know, that bothers me. When you simply say, I need you to define this so that mm-hmm. I can understand what you're saying, it doesn't make anybody defensive. It just means you need clarification. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I think that on a personal level, if you were to say to me like, hey, that triggered me, it may make me defensive depending on the topic. And I don't want to do that. I'd rather just have a conversation. Uh, I'm not going to keep interrupting, but I am going to talk mm-hmm. on the points if I have something to say. So, In moments like that, I can understand why you would say like me telling you that you're triggering me might upset mm-hmm. you in a certain way. When I say that, it's because when I'm triggered, I start to spiral. Right. And when I'm spiraling, like once I hit the ground, 
there is no comprehension left. I am in full panic mode. I am not perceiving anything outside of my body. Like it is all just an internal war. Right. So <laughs> if I come to you, I'm like, hey, this is starting to trigger me a little bit. That's not me telling you what you're doing. Right. No, it's, if I was to get defensive over that, it would be a trauma response yeah. or a, a, you know, a past lived experience coming back to the surface in that, you know, if I've done something wrong in the past and I didn't learn from it and I didn't better myself and I'm doing it again, mm-hmm. you know, that it, it's a oh fuck moment. Right. You know, I don't want to be a disappointment to anyone ever. You know what I mean? Like I want to be a good man and I want to do better and I want to grow. And those conversations have to happen. And I have to work on not being defensive when they happen. So mm-hmm. like knowing that you are trying to find ways to get the definition of what I'm saying instead of reacting, you know, you're responding to what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it makes so that we don't argue. Right. We, we, we really rarely have, we rarely, really rarely have any moments at this point that are, are even elevated in terms of tension. Everything is just conversations mm-hmm. at this point, <clears throat> um, which is new. When you think about it, like, yeah. you know, that's not something I've ever experienced before. So like the work that we've done and, and the the reading and the the um the lessons, you know, that we've we've actually implemented mm-hmm. is new. Yeah. So and because it's working so well and we're doing this shit, like we can talk about it because it is working and we're right. not at mm-hmm. each other's throats. So I think that's super dope. I think it is too. <laughs> it, it's wild to me to think that people can have normal discussions without screaming and yelling and being right. Even frustrated discussions like, but they can be had calmly. Yeah, they can be. So this next one (laughs) might be a little stupid, but so I know you don't sleep well at night. Mm -mm. There are some nights where you might maybe get 45 minutes of sleep and you're tossing and turning and rolling around and stuff. Some mornings I wake up before you and if I am able to, I will hold in my pee (laughs) until you get up and go to the bathroom first. Because if you finally fell asleep at like five 30, I'm up at 6.30. You got an hour of sleep. No. I am not going... We have wood floors. Mm-hmm. You hear everything. You hear everything. So I know even me getting up and sitting up in bed is going to wake you up. I just lay there. If I can hold it, I want to make sure that you can get as much sleep as you can before you get up and start your day. Yeah. You you actually started when you leaving the bedroom on mornings that you do get up before me, like when the kids are here, you've started closing the door. Mm-hmm. And that extra 30 minutes of uninterrupted quiet like is is huge for me. Yeah. So I'm going to touch on the the sleep thing, Mm -hmm. right? So I have, um, I've been told a lot that I'm a restless soul. And um, now that we've been together as long as we have, and you've got to experience like my lows, Mm -hmm. you know that um, I overanalyze and obsess over everything. And Mm -hmm. I will plan everything Mm -hmm. to, to uh, as precisely as I can to a T. And then in the event that something changes, I will replan everything to a T. And then when there's a, an obstacle, I replan everything to a T. And I do it over and over and over and over and over again. And I do it at nighttime too. If I wake up in the middle of the night to pee and I lay back down and I start thinking before I fall back asleep, it's over. Right. And I will do it over and over and over again. For those of you who ever watched the um, Leonardo DiCaprio movie, The Aviator, there's a scene in there where he he's like clearing his throat and repeating the same phrase over and over and over and over again. And it gets to the point where like, somebody has to stop him because Mm -hmm. he's, and that's what happens to my brain. I just can't shut it off. And it is a form of obsessive compulsive disorder, but I've never been diagnosed with that. So I don't claim that I have it. You know what I mean? But I know that I do truly obsess over things and I will lose sleep over it hard. Even if it's five months down the road, because I'm not in control of it right now. Mm -hmm. I am, I am a control freak in that aspect. 
Of course, our food has just been picked up. In the event that I disappear from camera, it's because we ordered food before we started recording, thinking it would be an hour before it got here. Right. <clears throat> Next topic, please. <laughs> so or this point. one is further down on my list, but I want to go ahead and knock it out because you were just talking about how you don't sleep well. Mm. You'll stay up. When I notice you're awake, first off, I, I, I'll notice you're awake and I'll sit there and I'll be like, okay, is he going to fall back to sleep? And when I hear you like snore or something, I'm like, all right, so he's out again and I'll mm. roll back over and go back to bed. And then there's some nights where like you're just tossing and tossing and tossing and tossing and I can hear you sighing and like you're frustrated. In that moment, I have one of two choices. I can be like, oh my God, he's up again. I'm going to go sleep on the couch or I'm just going to roll over and ignore him. But I choose to roll over and acknowledge that you're up and I know that you're struggling and I ask you, are you okay? In, in moments like that, and I, I see it all the time on my TikTok. I have so many men in my comments telling me how shitty their lives are. I'm like, damn, bro, like, why, why would you pick this as your partner? And, you know, there are a lot of women out there who would just roll over and be like, I can't believe he's fucking doing this again. Yeah. And get frustrated and angry. Like, you're disrupting my sleep because you're going through it. It's affecting me. You need to fix that. Yeah. That, um, that whole man thing that you just talked about in your comments, it's been studies have been done now that say that men will stick through a marriage that's really shitty mm -hmm. and put themselves through hell longer than a woman will which is why the women's divorce rates are 70 to 80% versus men at 20 to 30%. But that whole situation also comes down to people not willing to communicate. You know, it, it, for you, uh, so first and foremost, that's a big deal to me, especially on New Year's Eve. Um, <clears throat> had a really hard New Year's Eve. Those nights where I'm tossing and turning and you ask me what's going on, sometimes just being able to say, like, I'm stressed over this build out. I think that I'm going to have to redo the floor plan. I, I need to figure out how many stations are going to go there. You know, who's going to sit where? I'm stressed over the fact that this is probably going to run me an extra $40,000. I'd only budgeted twenty. Like, those kind of things, just being able to put a voice to it mm -hmm. can be enough sometimes for me to fall back asleep. Right. It does happen. It doesn't happen often. But that 10% chance of me falling back asleep afterward is a fucking godsend. Mm -hmm. And like <clears throat> you do put yourself out in that aspect because right. you don't have to do that. You really could. We have four bedrooms here. You can go sleep in any room you want to. Mm -hmm. You could. Or you could tell me like, hey, you're up. Go ahead and get out of bed and just go start your day. Like I've started my day at 2 o'clock in the morning. It happens. Right. Um, and I'm not opposed to doing that. I do try to fall back asleep. I also feel guilty sometimes when I have to get up in the middle of the night because I've been laying there for three hours and I'm not falling back asleep because I know I'm tossing and turning and I can tell by your breathing that you're awake or half in and out of consciousness. So the fact that you're willing to put yourself in that position is a, is a big deal. And it is very comforting to me because a lot of people wouldn't do that. A lot right. of people would be frustrated. And then the last point on that is the nights where you actually do get up and get out of bed and you go sit on the couch. It might take me a minute to register like you're out of bed or something. Right. I always get out of bed and I come out in the living room with you. You do. And yeah. I have like that little, I sleep thing. Mm. I'll just pop that on. I'm, I'm right back out. Like I'm on the couch and That's I'm asleep in 10 minutes. You can sleep like that. <laughs> I'm so envious. I can fall asleep quick when I lay down. Right. I just don't stay that way. Mm -hmm. And if I fall asleep hard for 30, 45 minutes and I wake up, it's over. I'm up all night. Like at that point, I'm not going back to sleep. It's like a power nap. Right. My brain's like, all right, bro, we're rested. What are we doing? Yeah. Like, are we going to go to the gym? What's going on? Mm -hmm. I hate that <clears> shit. So I'm, I'm going to, I need to reply to this real quick because Alex just had a cancellation for a full day sit. Okay. <clears throat> you going to cut this out? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, I can, but go ahead. Well, I, I want to keep engaging you. And when you're on your phone, I feel like I'm we're not as engaged. So. I, I'm setting it down right now. 
Okay. So the next one, I, I say this constantly. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is just a really, really big deal. I bring you your plate and I take your plate away mm-hmm. when you eat every time. Not every time. There's times where you're done eating before me and I set my plate down and you finish it and you take both of them. Right. Majority it's, of the time. It's a teamwork thing in that aspect right. though. Go ahead. I don't know. It's, that's just a big deal for me. Like you provide everything in our life. Right. You do all of it. And you're the one who's stressed out about money and bills and how we're going to get things done and how we're going to make ends meet and all of that. I don't know how to, I don't have to stress about anything. You have to worry about dinner. That's literally it. I, I have to worry about dinner. And if I have gas in my car to get the kids, yeah. that's, that's it. So the, the bringing me the dinner plate and picking the dinner thing plate up for me was something that I've always wanted. Like yeah. I've actually verbalized that to people in the past. That's something that I've always wanted from a woman. And mm-hmm. it's not because I want a servant it's because I want to feel like I matter. Right. And in that in that moment of you bringing my plate, even though I'm not going to eat until you come and sit down with yours, mm-hmm. or if you you know you bring me the plate and then bring the kids the plate, and I, and we all just sit and stare until you come and sit down. You doing that lets me know that I'm not second to anything. Like I'm I'm first to you, and it it is a very small act of of servitude in that you're like doing what you're doing. Um, and then me, me taking the plates away is no mm-hmm. different. Like I don't need you to take my plate away. So in the event that I'm done and you're comfortable on your phone or you're watching TV or you're in the middle of doing something, I'm just gonna grab the plate and put it away. Right. I don't expect, <clears throat> um, I don't expect that I've come accustomed to it and I love that you do it, but it's not yeah. one of those things that like is going to be the end of the world if it doesn't happen. It's like the, um, her little hobbies. Right. Um, we recorded yesterday, just real quick, we recorded yesterday a follow-up email to her and I'm not sure I'm going to use it because mm-hmm. it's not really, it's just a follow-up. You're so right. it's like she's letting us know what's going on in her life. And I don't know if that's worthy of being shared with the world because it wasn't to the world. It was addressed to us. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I'm going to use that, but knowing that in one of her previous marriages, it ended because she failed to bring him his plate for the first time in 15 years. I would never. That's when ever, he said he knew the marriage was over. Right. Now. I would. That that's not going to be the end of the world for me. Like, there's just people are are petty. Right. They're very like self centered and not focused on what's going on. Their situational awareness sucks. If she was having a hard day and he recognized that. Simply discussing that. Right. That could have saved been a the whole marriage. Right. Yep. All right, I'm going to pause for a second because I actually do need to address the... Okay. All right, next point. Next point. Okay. I do not ask you for help when it's something that I can easily do myself. So I don't ask you for the help when I'm just feeling lazy. So if I was like just up and about for 15 minutes and I went and grabbed something and I sat down and I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot something. And I got back up, I grabbed it and I sat back down. On that third time, like after doing everything, my mind being just an amalgamation of things, I might ask you like, hey, babe, I forgot to grab this. Can you get it for me, please? Because at that point, like I'm already exhausted. I just did 40 million things and I forgot that one thing and I just sat back down and I thought I was done for good. But if it's the kind of thing where like, or I'm in the kitchen and I need something from the living room, I'm not going to call you into the kitchen to say, hey, babe, can you get me that from the living room? That's kind of ridiculous, right? Yeah, yes, it is. I've seen people do that. I've lived that. <laughs> I, I feel like that's a, it should be like a common courtesy thing already known. But asking your partner to stop doing what they're doing, like, for example, if you're in the middle of a video game and you can't pause it and I ask you to get up and do something and in five minutes you're still in that game, I can't get pissed at you. Right. You can't pause that game. That's a live game. You could get pissed because people do it all the time. It's not the right reaction to have. Um, You know, I got to be honest. I've talked to, so we have friends that really game Mm -hmm. hard. Right. And every time Mm -hmm. I talk to them, I want to play video games. I just don't enjoy gaming. You you want the friendship? I the, want I want the camaraderie of it. Right. I want to be able to sit down on Discord and talk shit and have fun. But like I don't enjoy 
I just don't enjoy video games anymore. I I enjoy st- strategic games. Mm-hmm. Like I, I gotta be honest, I'd rather have somebody come over and sit down and play me at chess, because then I can have conversations and it's a, a skill based, right? Like you know, it's a battle of wits, not a battle of button mashing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I only brought that up because you you brought up video games. Right. I don't. I tried to play Call of Duty's campaign and like I've played maybe six times and I haven't even made it through the campaign yet. I just don't care. Right. Another thing is if you ask me to do something and I'm already aware that you're doing so much on whatever day, you're, like say it's a Monday and I know you have X, Y, and Z to do and you're not going to be free until six o'clock that night. If you ask me to do something, even though I have my own separate day planned, my day is not as noisy as yours is. So if you ask me to do something, I'm going to be like, yeah, sir, I got you. Do you feel like... Do you feel like what you do is less than what I do? I don't feel like it's less. I feel like the things that I do inside the household, although it's a different stressor, mm. it's still stress. There are still things that I'll have like overwhelming feelings of. I'm like, okay, I need to take a deep breath. You know, I'll list out the things and be like, okay, it's only five things. Even though it's a lot of things, mm-hmm. it's only five separate things I have to do. When I say, for example, like that Monday, you might not be free until six o'clock. Mm. You might have to go to the bank and meet with lawyers and go do the build out and look for supplies and all that kind of shit. I might just have to mop the floors that day, right. you know? So if I'm just mopping the floors and you're doing all of those other things, the least I can do is take something off your plate when you ask me for help, because it takes a lot for you to ask for help. Right. And I, I do lean on you though. There right. are times where I'm like, Hey, I just don't have the time to do this and mm-hmm. it needs to get done. Can you go take care of it? Um, because it, even though it's my job to do these things, it does affect our life greatly if they don't get done. Right. If the floors don't get mopped for a week, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got to be honest, I will spot clean. So, like, if I notice a spot on the floor, I'll grab a wet paper towel and just wipe it up. I, I don't care. It's I, almost like you live here. I, well, it's not even that. I'm not, I've done, I've lived my own life right. for 42 years. I'm used to taking care of myself. I'm also a business owner. Mm-hmm. And and even though I, I lead teams and I, I've managed and I do all the things that I do, I'm not above taking the trash out. I will bend down and pick up a piece of paper. I will mop the floors. Like I don't expect anyone to do ever, ever do anything that I'm not willing to do myself. Mm-hmm. What kind of man asks someone to do something they're not willing to do? Like I that's just not who I am. Right. So in the event that like I asked you to do something and I noticed that you did it and then the floors didn't get clean and I noticed the floors are dirty, I'm gonna clean the floor real quick. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal. And it doesn't take a long time. I'm not boiling water to mop the whole fucking house. But to get a wet paper towel and wipe something up as I'm on my way back to the living room to sit on the couch and watch TV. Right. Come on. <clears throat> And I think that that's, you know, people want their downtime and they want to be able to relax. Uh, wow, that was a really hard relax there. That word yeah. just did not want to come out. <laughs> um, people may want to relax and have their downtime. It's not hard to take that extra 15 seconds to mm-hmm. just stay on top of things. People get lazy and they don't want to do it. Right. So on your hard days, I don't nag you. No, you don't nag me ever. <laughs> right. But specifically on those days where, where you're having like a super hard day and you're just solely focusing on surviving through that day. I don't say you're off. Why are you off? You're not giving me attention. What's the problem? You haven't done this today. What's going on? Why aren't you talking to me? I don't do that. No. You tell me you're having a hard day. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. You're having a hard day. I hope I can do something that makes it better for you. And then all day, I'm going to try and do things to make you smile. It's really not that hard to be understanding and loving of your partner. Right. (laughs) Looking out for their best interest. Right. You would think that that people would want that. Right. And you know, happy house, happy spouse, like, (laughs) Or happy spouse, happy house. I don't know. Whatever, Either way. however it goes, yeah. the happiness is there. Right. You just got to look out for each other. Mm-hmm. There was something I was going to say in that with the nagging thing. Oh, 
I, I forgot to put water in the fridge at one time that you asked me. I, yeah, you did. That's the only time I've ever failed to do something you've asked me to do. But you asked right. me to do something and I was doing something else in the moment. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it as soon as I'm done with this. Well, right. when I was done with that. You did four other things that you were thinking of. And you right. totally forgot about it, the water. Because it was just water. And, right. and I felt like the biggest piece of shit because when you came home to make a protein shake, there was no water in the fridge. Yeah. And you had you were like I'm not drinking it warm. I was like we put ice in it. And you're like I don't want that. And I was like we put milk in it. And you're like we we need the milk for for Santa cookies. I'm like right. fuck, dude. I really dropped the ball there. Is it really that big of a deal that I haven't put water in the fridge? It, it, it's really not. Right. It was an inconvenience. It kind of sucked a little bit, but yeah. you could have made a really big deal out of that. You you could have you could have been like I don't ask you for shit. I asked you for one fucking thing and you couldn't do it. And that's a conversation that would happen in a lot of households. Really? It happens that all the time. That blows my mind. Like, why? That's why you have men in your comment section saying that she nags me constantly and, and you know, they argue and fight. And I understand that if that is a reoccurring problem. Right. But that's why I say procrastination leads to failure. If mm -hmm. you ask me to do something, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and take care of it right away. Nine times out of ten because I know I will forget. And the off chance that I do forget and it doesn't get done, it's not an intentional slight. It's not, what did they call it, weaponized incompetence. Right. It's that I've got a lot going on. Yeah. And if I didn't have a lot going on, if I was one of these scrubs that just played video games all day and barely worked and didn't contribute to the household, I can understand where the frustration would come in because the video game is the priority. Right. That's not the case. You know, we deal with insurance companies and lawyers and businesses and all the shit that we have to deal with on top of trying to get this podcast thing going. Mm -hmm. And that's consumed a lot of my time. I didn't realize how time consuming this was going to be. Yeah, it, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. You know, for every hour that we record, we're mm -hmm. probably three hours in, in total production time because of the editing and the restopping and regoing and, and doing all that, trying to make this be a cohesive thing on top of trying to get us on websites mm -hmm. and handling social media and the marketing aspect. It's just a lot. I didn't expect it was going to be this much. I really didn't. I'm glad we're doing it. I have fun with it. but I do have fun with it too. I also didn't realize how much it was going to be, mm -hmm. you know, because we've been doing this. We've been filming almost daily. Every day. And trying to find topics for every day and how we can elaborate and how we can say things so everybody can understand. Mm -hmm. And it, it's definitely a lot. And that doesn't, that doesn't include the research that we're doing because we're both right. reading different books now, mm -hmm. trying to come up with new techniques and new understandings. We're basically doing the work for other people. Yeah. <laughs> And it, I love it, though, because I love growing as a person. Right. Well, it's making us better. Right. So it is a benefit to us. And then we're just passing those tools along like, hey, this didn't work. Let's not let's not suggest that. You yeah. know, it's a lot. Next thing on my list is I know certain things trigger you. So I will go out of my way if I notice it to prevent, you know, a meltdown. Like what? Water on the floor. <laughs> and you're wearing socks in the house. <laughs> I was in the kitchen the other day. I thought about this, this in this moment specifically, I thought about this. So I was in the kitchen. I was doing whatever I was doing at this thing. I'm a very messy dish cleaner. Like there's water all over the place by the time I'm done doing dishes. And I, I had something in my hand and I turned around and I just flung water all over the kitchen. I was like, oh man, that sucks. And I was going to leave it because yeah. I was cooking and I had all these other things going on. And I put the thing away and I stepped in the water and I was like, oh, ew. <laughs> <laughs> And then I stopped and thought, and I was like, oh, no, if Chris walks in here and he's wearing his socks, he's going to get really upset. Yeah. yeah, I'd burn the fucking house down. So I stopped what I was doing, and I got the paper towel, and I cleaned it up. And it wasn't even because I was upset I stepped in water. I would have walked through that water repeatedly because I had yeah. so many things going on. I, I can't even tell you why that triggers me the way that it does. I really don't know. I, I don't. I don't know right. if it's a texture thing or if it's I, – I just – It's I, definitely a texture thing. When my clothes get wet, like if I'm wearing a T-shirt – and the sleeve of my shirt gets wet, I have to, I, I want to throw away the whole fucking shirt. Yeah. Like I don't want it anymore. That's funny. Yeah. I don't know what does it for me, but it, it enrages me. Like I, I lose my temper over yeah. that shit. 
So my next point, when you are overstimulated, I ask you if I can touch you. Because there have been moments where you are overstimulated and I touch you and it just makes it worse. Mm -hmm. And in those moments where you're like, no, like I don't want to be touched right now, I do not get upset and take it personally. Like you don't want your wife to touch you. What's the problem? It's you're overstimulated. And if I touch you, it's like having... When I'm overstimulated and somebody touches me, it feels like glass is touching me and mm. I panic. So I am not going to do that to you. And when you tell me no, I'm going to take that as, okay, he's like really going through it. Cause it's very rare where you tell me no, like right. you don't, I, you don't want me to touch you. I, I've seen it where people get upset. Oh, you don't want me to touch you. What's the problem? Am I the problem? Why don't you want me to touch you? Right. Well, that you, you are able to understand that on a level than other people because you go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. So because you have that experience, that's a, an experienced reaction, like you're able to um, get on my level with that because we both we both experience it. So it's a, a shared experience. We both understand what that feels like. Uh, yeah, so I agree to an extent. It would I would not be mad right. or question. I mean, I, I would. If, if, if I touched you and you mm-hmm. pulled away, I'd be like, whoa, everything okay? Like, do you want to talk about something? And right. if you were like, I'm just going through it, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, she's having a moment. But there's also... I don't have to pry things out of you. Right. That's you a, ask me once and it might take me a second to verbalize right. it, but I don't make you ask me more than one time. And that's a huge thing because I am the type of man that if I ask more than like two or three times, Not we will again. never have that discussion. Mm-hmm. And it's petty. And I, I am aware that it's petty, but if like it's Thursday afternoon and I can tell you're off and I'm like, babe, are you okay right now? Like you seem like you're not okay. Do you want to talk about it? And you're like, no. And you give me attitude for a little while and I'm like, hey, I can tell you're off, mm-hmm. you know, and I do that two or three times and then Sunday rolls around and you're like, okay, babe, I've processed everything and I'm ready to talk about it. I'd be like, no, nah, you fucked that up. We're not mm-hmm. having that talk now. Like you could have told me on Thursday that you're really going through it and you need time to process. But because you told me nothing was wrong, mm-hmm. nothing was wrong. You lied to me. There was something wrong. And right. because you weren't willing to talk about it, we're not having this discussion. That's pettiness and it's I don't bullshit think on that's my part. Petty. That's not petty. You're a grown man going to a grown woman saying, What's the matter? And that right. woman is acting like a child. Right. I have I even tell the kids, I will ask you three times. The first time I ask you, you might not remember I asked. Second time I asked you, that's kind of me going, Okay, like I'm really intrigued. What's going on? That third time I ask you, you can't tell me I didn't ask you. That is three times in a row. Right. I'll even tell people that like at work when I was piercing. I'd ask somebody a question. Eh, no. Second question. Oh, I don't know. Maybe third question. The answer is no. Okay. I asked you three times. Right. I'm not going to ask you again. This is what we're doing. Ooh, that's just so infuriating. For it, me. it bothers <laughs> me too. But, and I think that's why I react the way that I do because I expect a level of emotional maturity in, in communication. Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes down to. If I ask you what's going on and you are going through something, your answer, mm-hmm. if you can't talk about it right now, should be, I'm going through it. I'm fucking going through it right now. Mm-hmm. I need some time to process. And as soon as I figure out how I'm going to bring this to your attention, I will absolutely talk to you about it. Right. Now, that may provoke me to be like, babe, just hurt my feelings. Like, I would rather us get this resolved now than have tension for a couple of days. And that, you know, that's a different scenario. Mm-hmm. But knowing that you're going through something and you're not willing to talk to me about it will make me feel that way. So right. it's mm-hmm. important that that those those moments are communicated and not just pushed aside. Right. So my next point just says hangers. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought about this. So I, I do the laundry and I put her clothes away. Mm. You do help with that. If like, if I'm swamped with whatever I'm doing in the house, you will do the laundry and you'll put clothes away. Everything but your underwear and socks. And my pants. Those get folded and set on the bed. I don't know where your right. shit goes. So yeah. mine just, everything is mine gets thrown in the closet or in a drawer. So I mean, no same thing with mine. My clothes get hung up and my pants go in one single drawer. Right. 
So when I do the clothes, I hang up your clothes and I put your clothes in the closet. And something I do that's easier for me is I pull out all of your empty hangers and I put them in the end of your closet. I don't mm. know if you've noticed I've me doing noticed that. It. That's something I do. It's just easier for me. That way when I'm done sorting the clothes, I can just grab however many I need and go. Mm. I don't have to sit there and go, oh, where the fuck are his hangers? And I was thinking the other day when I was putting it away and I was grabbing those empty hangers, I was like, a lot of women would bitch about this. Yeah. Like, why can't you? Right. Half a second. Yeah. Like, why can't you just put the hanger off to the side knowing it's going to make my life easier? Well, you're in the closet putting his shirts away. Why don't you just grab it while you're in there? Do you want me to start putting my hangers on into the closet? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've even thought of things like I could bring it up to him. But knowing how you do things and knowing how I do things, I don't right. think... I would be satisfied with how you would do them. Right. Okay. I am so fucking glad you said that because I am ready for a conversation on this. <laughs> so, well, before you get into that, because I think you're not going to do it to a point where I would be satisfied with it, I'm not going to. I'm not going to ask right. you to do it. There's no point. Right. So, uh, my friend Jeremy, who is the Podheads, mm-hmm. P-O-D Pod, like podcast, not right. pot, because I got a violation for saying that in TikTok. Dumbasses. Anyways, he has, uh, he does TikTok videos and podcast shit as well. And he said that he made a video where he was talking about towel folding. And, and he was like, you know, the woman gets mad because I don't fold the towels right. And he's like, this is how I was taught to fold towels by my mother. So Ooh, you insulting his mama. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's not where he was going with it. But, <laughs> right, but- but just because you fold towels differently doesn't mean that the towels are being folded wrong. It just means that you have different ways of doing things. Right. And if you folded towels that way your entire life, and I folded in my way the entire life, it doesn't mean that they're wrong or mm-hmm. you're right. It just means that we fold the towels differently. Right. And I have to be honest, as a man, I'm not concerned about how the towels look in the fucking closet <laughs> where no one can see them because I'm going to grab it and unfold it and use it. So, like, there's not going to ever be an argument about right. how the towels are folded. And if you needed, like, some, like, fancy three-fold roll tuck type shit, I would never fold a towel again. Right. I'm not spending 15 minutes to fold a single towel. Like, it's just not happening. <laughs> them wanting to be decorative. Even if I went that route, I want them to be decorative. Right. That's not a you thing. That's a me thing. That's how I want it to look. Why would I ask you to change the way you have done things for 30 fucking years? Right. To appease an aesthetic I want in the restroom. Get out of here. That's in a closet that no one can see. Right. In our closet that no one's going to see but us. It's literally just us. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine if I was like... Babe, I really want the towels to be folded in like cute little swans. That way when we, when we open it, when you open it, yeah. we have little swans in our closet. That's so stupid. I would remove every shelf out of that closet. I would never <laughs> use a towel from that closet again. <sighs> Babe, I would do that, but there's no closet space anymore. I don't know what happened to the shelves. <laughs> oh. oh, man. The pettiness. I, 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 and it's not even petty. I understand that people want things done a certain way, but to say that they're wrong or to say that you're wrong because we do things differently is not the case. If you want it done a specific way, you can ask, but remember that there's 42 years or 40 or 30 or however long they've been alive of mm-hmm. habitual towel folding, and it's going to take a lot to break that habit, Right. especially mm-hmm. if they fold it all and put it up and you bitch about it afterwards. Well, you didn't do it the way I told you to. Yep, sorry, I forgot. And then you're now you're complaining about it. That's not going to make me want to do it in the future, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. I don't understand that mindset. I really, truly don't. There's not a lot of things that I'm willing to ruin my day over. Right. I'm just not. So. You know, silly little arguments like that. Like, so I made a TikTok and the general premise of it was women will complain about men not putting his clothes in the hamper. It's inconsiderate, all that kind of other shit. One day you're not going to be here. 
Mm-hmm. And one day I'm going to miss picking your clothes up off the floor. Yep. And, you know, I realized the other day I'm really only picking clothes up off the floor when I'm picking up the laundry to go do it. Right. So it's not like every time you miss a sock, I'm, oh, that's fucker. And I go and pick up that sock right. and toss it in. It's maybe once or twice a week when I do laundry, I have to pick everything up. Like really what is, there are people out there being cheated on. There are people out there who have separate families from the one that they've built with you. And you want to complain about your man missing the hamper. You want to hear laziness life hack? You take the side of your foot and kick the laundry basket over on its side and just kick everything in, kick it back over, bend down, pick it up and walk into the laundry room. I don't even bend down and pick the shit up. I just use my feet to kick it back into the hamper. I'm going to be honest. I'm not confident in my coordination <laughs> skills. <laughs> you just don't have the monkey toes I have. I'm so jealous of your monkey toes. Those are so, so, so cute. <laughs> you have like little spider monkeys on your feet. It makes uh, me happy. Okay. That was a little too far. <laughs> that's too far. <laughs> I do not have spider monkeys on my feet. Spider monkeys are cute. <laughs> have you seen a spider monkey? Yeah. I've watched Ace Ventura. <laughs> Spike. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I watched that Nat Geo documentary. That's what I thought of today when you were like, when we were in the hot tub and you made that monkey comment or you made that Iceland comment. Yeah. I was I was like, all right, I feel like a hairy monkey. I'm just going to go ahead and sit back in the water now. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I can't believe you thought that. Yeah, it's where my head went. I got a, I got a laugh out of it for I what was, it's worth. Like, it was funny. I was really admiring you. I'm like, that's my fucking man. Like, look at him. And you were like, I'm just a monkey. I'm going to sit down. Big, big old hairy guy. <sighs> Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Next bullet point. When things are out of our control or there is a situation that arises that is completely out of your control, I don't blame you for it. Even if that scenario affects me. I need you to give it. Like New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. That was 100% out of your control. Right. And a lot of women would have got super pissed off. Yeah, I fully expected a meltdown. You came into the room and I was like, did it go okay? And you, you elaborated on things. And I was like, yeah, I mean, my night kind of went to shit, but I'm glad that it ended productively for you, whatever the scenario was. I don't want to go too in-depth in it. I appreciate that. But the scenario seemed like it was productive and it seems like things are going to start going into a better, I don't know, position. Maybe. I hope so. But yeah, that that kind of fucked my night and I was upset and I was sitting in bed and I was like, damn, like I'm I'm in here without him, but it is what it is. You know, I can't. It is something that was 100% out of your control. Why would I add on to something that already ruined your night? Like our nights were both ruined. Right. But why would I add on to our ruined nights and make it a thing about us when it had nothing to do with me? Right. Because you know? most people want to, they want their partner to know that they're hurt or bothered and they want to be heard. So instead of looking at the entire situation like you did mm-hmm. as a whole, like, okay, he's obviously about to be going through something. I'm going through something. And instead of having an argument about it, and making a big blowout, I'm just going to listen to what he had to say. Mm-hmm. We can talk about it. And then in the event that I need to discuss things and let him know that my night sucks, I can tell him that. And you did. You were mm-hmm. like, you know, my night is off a little bit now. You know, I was looking forward to the X, Y, and Z, and that's just not going to happen. And she's like, and you were like, I'm not mad at you, you know. I, but there's that understanding and that it, it comes down to just wanting to be there for each other. Right. You know what I mean? You have things that go on with your ex that infuriates the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, you know, I don't. I, the things that that really that I address are things that affect me financially. Otherwise, I don't. I, it's not my business. Like I can't mm-hmm. say shit there. He's the the child's father, mm-hmm. and like we've had. And, and this is this is a hard one. And I'm going to just put this publicly. There's been a lot of things that I disagree with. We've talked about it at length with him. 
but there have been a lot of things that have been brought to light recently about the way he fathers and and like other than his finances not being so great right now he's a fucking good father like he is doing everything he can to be a good dad to those kids and my initial assessment of the situation was based off of him not contributing as as much as he should financially Mm -hmm. because i then picked up that burden and that was my problem and you know i'm over all of that now right but um you know, when it comes down to it, that whole situation just, you, you have to look out for each other. And like, mm-hmm. if you need to vent about things that are going on with your ex, I can listen and I can give advice if you ask for it, but it's not my place to make your life worse because you're going through it with him. Mm-hmm. Will it affect me mm-hmm. or does it affect me? Absolutely. Am I going to let it ruin my day? Am I going to let it ruin our day? Am I going to let it add to the stress that you're already going through to prolong that? Why would I do that? And that's that's my thought process on all of it. I don't want to go through arguments and fights and drama. It's not worth it to me. Right. In the event that I'm actually mm-hmm. hurt or you slight me and it's a you did this to me or mm-hmm. whatever, we'll have those talks. Otherwise, there's just no point in it. Right. I don't, I don't know. I'm easy, I guess. And then the last point that I have is that I recognize you're a whole individual. A whole individual. A whole ass individual. Not a half one? No. Okay. You have your own thoughts and opinions and interests in life, like photography, for example. I I was into photography when I was like 18 and 19. Mm -hmm. And I was like super amateur with that shit. Like I got some pretty decent photos that were all way overexposed, but (laughs) they they were pretty decent for the shitty little rebel Canon camera I bought for $600, Mm -hmm. you know? And... You fucking professional photographer, you know, you know your shit. You're on your shit. You did that shit for a while (laughs) and you sold all of the equipment Mm -hmm. and the whole time that I've known you. So going on almost four years, photography is a big conversation for you. You always get excited when we talk about it. Mm -hmm. And at one point you sold all the equipment and you started talking about it again. And I was like, this man really enjoys photography. And I knew you were not going to go out of your way to get yourself a camera to start doing it again by yourself. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would have never bought it again. Right. So I took one of your interests and I made it one of my interests. And I was like, let's do it together. And now we're back into photography and you're enjoying it. You're having I fun. I am. We're actually going to shoot tomorrow morning. We are. I am. Um, I, I, it's funny that you said that about the camera thing because I was about to be. There are times when I let my, my ego out a little mm-hmm. bit and my arrogance because I understand photography the way that I do, I can shoot better on a $600 Canon Rebel than most people can with professional gear mm-hmm. because it's understanding the technical side of photography. Right. And um, I'm only saying that because I was just going to let it go and not say anything. Your ability to be a photographer, if that's what you want to do, doesn't matter when it comes to gear. Mm-hmm. Will I buy the best of everything I can? Absolutely. Because I'm a fucking high class broad and I want the best of everything. Right. But I can do everything that, that those cameras can do on here with mm-hmm. a lot less work. The difference is, is that gives me a different dynamic range and full control where the program inside of the phone does the work for me. Right. So with a Canon Rebel, it doesn't do any of that. You have to learn how to edit and do post-processing. So you have to make sure your, your photo is as good as you can get it going into the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy photography. It's a it's an art form, and it's an art form that doesn't create um, doesn't require any type of creative ability other than your visual. Right. So if you can see it and figure out how to capture it, all you have to do is make sure that your exposures are right, mm-hmm. and it, it makes it so that people who don't have uh, the ability to draw or paint can create art forms. Mm-hmm. I think it's dope. I agree. Do you have any other points? 
Yeah, I was I was going somewhere with that, but then you went off on the photography tangent. Now well, I don't remember because you started talking about something I enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Now I feel bad that I interrupted you. <laughs> it's okay. I enjoy that you enjoy talking about things you love. We um, you know, we spend a lot of time in the car together, mm-hmm. and we spend a lot of time talking and and like with this podcast, we've been we've been really trying to grow, and we really wanted to make a business out of this, and we went and did everything, got the logos designed, like for the last month, that's what we've been focused on because right. I haven't been at the businesses, I've been here trying to get all this going, and we're right there. We're at a point where like we were ready to go live with Patreon probably in the next day or two. Mm-hmm. We were getting ready to start sending out emails to people and providing all of that. And I'm glad that we've decided not to do that because I got to be honest, as much as I enjoy the podcast, I don't want this to become a job. Right. And right now it's a mm-hmm. hobby. So in the event that somebody sends an email that I don't want to answer, I don't have to fucking answer it. And if people are paying me to deal with these kind of things or paying you, which means I'm going to have to help or you're going to have to help me, it's a job. And I have to do those things. And I, you know, I can, I can obviously fire clients and be like, Hey, you're out of my wheelhouse. I don't want to help you. But that makes me feel bad because people are actually asking for help. I don't know, guys, we are going to continue to field emails. So if you guys are listening to this or watching this on YouTube, I'm going to actually post post this on the other ones as well as a bonus cast. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have things that you want us to touch on, please email us at the number two, be better co at gmail.com. Um, we are going to continue doing this until we are burnt out and just can't do it anymore. Yeah. And we are going to be doing live calls. If you want to get in with that, it will be $50 for 30 minutes. You can email us and let us know and we will set that up for you. Um, we should be able to start doing that as soon as this Friday. Today is the fourth. It's Wednesday. So mm-hmm. Friday the fifth. Um, and we are looking forward to doing that because we want to be able, you know, we've made friends. We've, we've actually made friends with this and there's people online now who will say something and I know exactly who they are based off of a, a single sentence, mm-hmm. even though I don't know who they are. Like I've not seen them. I've never seen their content. I've never seen their TikTok page, but they'll be like, oh, I'm uh, my little hobbies or, you know, the first email lady that, that just got married. Did she yeah. ever reply and say she got her card? Uh, I don't think so. I haven't gotten a notification, but then I get a lot of them. So I might right. have just missed it. Right. And, um, you know, there's another person who... We, I made a comment about the hair in the bathroom sink and mm-hmm. I was like, that's one thing that I can't, I can't fuck with hair. I'm like, <laughs> right. And pus, I don't do pus. And she's like, I, I don't do vomit. Yeah. So now she's the vomit girl. So every yeah. time she says something, she always ends it with the vomit girl. I know exactly who she is mm-hmm. and I have a rapport with her because of it. I don't recognize her name. I don't need to know her screenshot, but I know her story and I know what's going on based off of that tag. And it's fucking wild to me that we're creating bonds with these people based off of shared experiences and like just the general want to help each other. Right. I think that's wild. Me too. It's exciting. Okay. I want to eat. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye.